Paul Blackburn and Manny Pena are set to miss opening day, so how does that impact the Oakland A's roster? Who's set to take those spots for opening day? We're talking about all that and more today on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 543 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Birkin, on today's show. We're talking about uh, some, not devastating news, it was was some news, it's not devastating to the team, because the team's not going to compete, but bad news for the A's. Paul Blackburn's going to miss opening day, he should be back before too long. Manny Pena, going to miss opening day, timetable TBD, Uh, but... Uh, there, there's that. There's also uh, how did Waldachuk and All or Do? Which one of them is the front runner for a spot in the A's rotation now with Paul Blackburn out? And we're talking about why Christian Pache was playing left field on Thursday because uh, I got some theories. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some theories. But before we get into anything. Uh, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you're on YouTube currently, make sure to subscribe uh, and then also like and comment down below. Uh, it, it helps. It helps uh, the, the channel grow and all that stuff. And we're trying to get to 1,000 subs by opening day. We are like 70 shy right now. So we're going to need a push. So if this is your first time, welcome to Locked On A's. We talk about A's baseball a lot. We, we get excited about the product on the field somehow, and uh, that's what we do. And then if, if that sounds nice to you, subscribe. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I would buy Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis coming your way. Whatever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. But let's talk a little bit about the news that came down from Mark Kotze to the reporters to me telling you now. Uh, and that is Paul Blackburn and Manny Pena are going to start the season on the IL. Uh, we talked a little bit about this and how it could, you know, actually happen just a few days ago. But uh, Manny Pena is dealing with some inflammation. That is what the specialist said, is that he has inflammation in his surgically repaired left wrist. That's his catching wrist, because uh, he's a catcher. And he's 35 years old, so you need wrists to catch baseballs. And uh, his is inflamed. So that's timetable TBD. Do not know what is coming down the pike for him. Uh, Don't know when he's going to be able to return to game action, any of that stuff. Uh, That's what TBD means, to be determined. Eh? A little little lingo for you. But... That, that leaves the A's without a backup catcher because Manny Pena was part of the Sean Murphy trade. He was brought in to be that veteran presence behind Shea Langoliers in his first big league season. He is uh, not going to be there on opening day. So what are the A's going to do? Well, they, they have a few options um, in-house at the very least. And uh, one of those is Pozo. Pozo's been good. He's been all right this spring. He was already reassigned to minor league camp. So, uh, but they can bring him back. That's not a big deal whatsoever. Um, he's he's good. He's a contact bat. I, I think that he's probably the front runner, honestly. Uh, he's been up to the big leagues. He's had lots of experience in AAA. So he, he's probably the front runner because he's hit the stops already. Uh, and then you got Kyle McCann. He was the A's uh, fourth round draft pick in 2019. He had a bad 2021 season after the pandemic, his first full season when he just landed in double a uh struggled a little bit in uh double a last year 
was a lot better. And then he played seven games in AAA. So that is his experience in the upper minors is uh, AAA, seven games. Not not a lot of experience. And so if you're looking for somebody to replace Manny Pena, you're probably going with Pozo, who has that upper minors experience at the very least. Um, but they, they also said that uh, where uh, Soderstrom has not been ruled out as an option either. The A's number one prospect, Tyler Soderstrom, who some believe is not a catcher, is still in the running to be the A's backup catcher. Um, it Probably not. Reading the tea leaves, probably not. They they want him to develop. They have a lot of uh, they have a lot invested in him developing properly and having him come to the big leagues and sit on the bench. Probably not the best option for Tyler Soderstrom and his development and the A's. Uh, you know, just moving forward. So probably not. But Marcotte didn't rule it out either. It, it sounds like they're mulling that idea for some reason. I, I'm not sure why, but that's that's what's being reported. Uh, I also think that. You know, depending on the timeline for Manny Pena, if it's a couple of weeks, sure, bring up uh, Pozo, do, do whatever you're going to do there. But uh, it's going to be for a longer time. They could scour the market uh, a little bit later, uh, you know, in, over the next couple of weeks, once rosters are trimmed a little bit further from, you know, around the league, and they could scoop up a veteran that way. And uh, that would be a little bit easier from a roster construction standpoint. You don't have to really lose. If you have to cut that person when Manny Pena gets back, that's fine. No, no big deal. Um, so there's there's a bunch of different factors to go into it. So that's that's the Manny Pena situation. But uh, Paul Blackburn's status, he's going to be missing opening day. He's got a torn fingernail. Basically, how fast is his nail going to gonna grow? That's, that's the question. And that will determine when Paul Blackburn returns to the A's rotation. Um, but it, his status being uncertain or not, not now being cemented for opening day, really makes me believe that Shintaro Fujinami is going to be the A's opening day starter because uh, he's the best option. I think he has the most upside. And uh, who wouldn't want to see him facing Shohei Otani on opening day at the Coliseum? I think if you're trying to get butts in the seats, that's one way to do it. Go do that. Um, so, yeah, we I gave my entire argument for that in the last episode. So uh, go go listen to that one, too, or watch. Watch and then subscribe uh, on YouTube. But... Uh, yeah, just a lot of different variables to go into it, besides him just being good. Um, I, I think that there's a lot that we, we could be excited about if Fuji is the opening day starter for the A's. But uh, outside of Paul Blackburn, the A's have two spots for, uh, you know, open in their, in their rotation now. They have the fifth spot already open, and now they got Paul Blackburn's spot, and there are technically four guys vying for those spots. You got Adam Aller, Ken Waldachek, Kyle Muller, and J.P. Sears. Sears is from the Montas trade, so is Waldachuk. Uh, Muller is from the uh, Sean Murphy trade, and then Aller is from the Chris Bassett trade. So lots of trade pieces vying for spots on the A's opening day roster. Uh, it seems as though Sears is going to be a basically the A's second lefty out of the bullpen. Uh, so he might not be in that mix. So it's basically down to Aller, Waldachuk, and Sears. Or sorry, not Sears, uh, Muller. Two of those three guys are going to be in the A's opening day rotation. Maybe all three of them make it if they go for the six man, but um, it, I don't know. It's kind of up in the air right now, but uh, I'm going to make a case for one of those guys in the upcoming segment because Ken Waldachuk and Adam Mahler pitched on Thursday, and uh, one of them is having one heck of a spring, and I'm going to tell you who it is in just a second. 
Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel, Sports FanDuel Sportsbook app. That's how you say that. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drained. The A's are still at 59 and a half, I believe. Uh, over under hit the over on that one you guys hit the over on the Oakland A's in 2023 they're gonna be very very good plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger pout with a same game parlay so don't miss the chance for your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I have it by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. That's at Inside the A's on Twitter. Or if you want to type in the URL, it's si.com slash MLB slash athletics. But uh, let's talk about Ken Walichuk and his start. He got the start. Against the Royals on Thursday, he went four and a third innings pitched, gave up six hits, two runs, walked one, struck out three through 72 pitches. That's a fine line. That, that's an okay line. Um, I mean, it's the best line that he's had so far this spring, so that's that's good. And that's both in terms of runs allowed, which was only two, and uh, innings pitched, which was four and a third. Those are both the best that he's done so far. And hopefully, hmm, so far. Uh, he said that his slider felt sharper, so that's good. He was trying to throw a little bit harder as well, I believe. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you guys can tell this. Uh, I don't feel great today. My, my throat's a little scratchy. I don't know if that's coming through on the audio or not. But, uh, yeah, not feeling great, so I'm just remembering things or making things up with my sick brain. I don't know. But, uh, so I'm reading things off the paper, because that's, that's how you do it. Journalism. Yeah, it's not journalism. Uh, anyways, I've been saying that I want to see more innings from him. He provided those innings for me. I think that he probably would have went five or six if he had a hundred pitches to play with. And that's what you want to see out of Ken Waljek. So, uh, good step in the right direction. Is it good enough to join the A's rotation? That is going to be the question. Uh, it's a step towards the rotation. I don't think that he got you know, further away from it. But he was in the rotation, according to basically everybody. And now he's not. Because... There's a, there's a dark horse, and I mentioned him as a dark horse a couple of weeks ago, and that is Adam Aller. He is throwing the crap out of the ball, you guys. He's got a new mental approach. He's got a new slider. He's got a new, I don't know, he's, he's a new Adam Aller. <laughs> really stuck the landing on that one, Jason. Uh, he, he, his final, or sorry, his last uh, performance, which was in relief on, on uh, Thursday there, he went three innings, gave up one hit, struck out two. Very simple, three scoreless innings for him. So in his last two outings, including that one, uh, it's against the Dodgers and now the Royals, he's gone seven innings, given up three hits, zero earned runs, walked two, struck out nine. That's good. Also, for all four of his appearances this spring, 12 and two-thirds innings pitched, two earned runs, nine hits, uh, yeah, nine hits, four walks, 16 strikeouts. Look at those strikeouts. He has a 142 ERA and a 103 whip. He's having a dominating spring, my friends. Uh, he is making his case to be in this rotation. 
He is trying to show everybody that did not believe in him that he is Adam friggin' Aller, and uh, he he's he's gonna be Chris Bassett, as I've been saying since he got traded for. I, I feel some Chris Bassett vibes from him, and I think that I obviously it's spring training, but he feels different right now, and I'm very excited about what he's doing. The one caveat here. Uh, and I, I'm probably going to write about this and go into a little bit more detail, but the one caveat when it comes to Adam Aller this spring, those numbers are amazing. Uh, 12 and two-thirds innings pitch, two earned runs are allowed. That's a 142 ERA, a 103 whip. Those are good numbers. He's striking out more than a batter in inning. He's not walking a lot of guys. He's doing great. The one caveat here is that he hasn't faced the stiffest competition. Um, he, he's faced... The Milwaukee Brewers, they had a bunch of regulars in their lineup, uh, but it was the, the beginning of spring, so yeah, and he gave up a home run on the first pitch that he threw, so there's that. Cleveland, not necessarily known for their offense, but a good team, a good team. Uh, the Dodgers, he, he faced the Dodgers, the mighty Dodgers, but it was their B squad. I, I think that they had like two starters in that entire lineup, so not necessarily, uh, you know, murderer's row there. And then the Kansas City Royals, who are, in fact, uh, still the Kansas City Royals. So not necessarily the stiffest competition that he has been facing here. Um, I, I, I did some research, not real research. I, I looked at who we faced in the Royals lineup, and uh, I was like, hey, I don't know these names. And granted, do I know all of the Royals' names? No, but I know some of the guys. I know, like, Vinny Pasquatino. I know Salvador Perez. I know... Kyle Isbell, who is actually one of the guys that he faced. Um, but yeah, I, I know like some guys. I, I know baseball. It, baseball is fun. Uh, I didn't know these guys. I, they are minor league guys that he was facing. So let's get into it. In the sixth inning, that was his first inning of work. Uh, he faced a double A outfielder. And then he faced a major league outfielder. That was Kyle Isbell. And then uh, he faced a triple A catcher. Those were the three batters that he faced in his first inning of work. There you go. Uh, in the seventh inning, he faced a triple-A utility player. That's some... I think it was a high pick. I think it was like the 32nd overall pick in the draft a couple years ago. But, yeah, still, eh, utility player in triple-A. He's Adam friggin' Aller. No, no contest. Uh, and then he faced a double-A middle infielder, a double-A second baseman, and a triple-A corner infielder. And then in his final inning of work, triple-A uh, uh, catcher first base. I don't think that he's as good as Tyler Sardisrum because didn't know who he was. Uh, but, yeah, same positions. Catcher first baseman from triple-A. And then a double-A shortstop. And then he also faced a double-A outfielder for a second time. The first guy that he faced, he faced him one more time. He allowed one hit, and uh, that was his outing. And so if you're looking for a caveat or a reason to not include Kyle or uh, Adam Aller, that's why. That It's because the competition hasn't been great. He faced the Dodgers' B squad. He faced the Dodgers, but it was their B squad. Uh, and that's how you inflate your numbers in the in spring in a small sample size is uh, you face double-A competition while you're trying to make a major league roster. But that being said, he has mowed down everybody that's been in front of him. So he has done his job with the opportunity that he has been presented. And he's also proving that uh, AAA may just be a waste of his time because he just mowed down a bunch of AAA guys and AA guys, but he's just mowing everybody down. Anybody he's facing, mowing them down. So I think that he's probably uh, in line to be in the A's opening day rotation, especially now that uh, Paul Blackburn is 
hitting the IL and is not going to be ready for the season opener in just a couple of weeks. Get excited about Fuji versus Otani. Uh, another thing you should probably get excited about is watching Christian Pache playing the outfield, but he was playing left field on Thursday. We're going to talk about why that could be coming up on Locked on Ace. I am having so much fun with our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. If you've ever, you know, dreamed of becoming a major league GM and managing your professional baseball franchise, this is the game for you because you can dream big and uh, hopefully you don't make the owner mad and he fires you for spending way too much money because that is exactly what happened to me. We are in a competition with the Locked On Hosts and I used the code down over here, down over there, and uh, I I got $2 billion to spend in this game. And I blew it all in less than 10 years, and I was fired. Uh, it, it's still a, it, it's an amazing game. I'm having so much fun. It is eating up too much of my time, uh, but... I'm having a lot of fun because you got to hire the right coaches and staff. You got to manage the team finances. Did not know that part. Uh, scouting and drafting players, you got to do that. You got to upgrade your facilities, which is a lot of fun. You got to navigate your franchise through free agency and the ups and downs of a season. You got to motivate them. You got to hire the right coaches to, and they got to be in sync. They got to be, you know, doing the same. Uh, you you got to link everybody up. Basically, is the is the key to the game. Link everybody up. Make sure that they, if you if your head coach wants a fastball, your pitching coach also wants them to throw a fastball. That's my advice right now. That's what I'm going with my new franchise. Uh, and it's on me. I think I think it's on me because I, I picked a Montreal franchise. And uh, just because I was like, eh, Oakland, they're all made-up team names. But it was Montreal Timber, I believe. And in retrospect, Montreal's not allowed to have a baseball team. So that's obviously why I got fired. It wasn't how I was playing the game. It's that I picked Montreal in the first place. So there's that. Uh, all, all this is just a, a challenging, uh, you know, realistic game, and it's so, so much fun. I definitely suggest that you guys go and play this, because Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as as well as just when you want to. Uh, add your experience. <laughs> this is just a great experience, is all I can say. And Locked On A's listeners can get uh, 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Uh, sometimes dynasties are meant to fail. That's all I'm saying. Montreal, don't pick Montreal. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis coming your way. Whatever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's or si.com slash MLB or slash athletics slash. Uh, you know, you, yeah, that's it. You got it. <laughs> when you go too fast, sometimes you mess up the URL to your own site. SI.com slash MLB slash athletics. That's the one you you guys knew. I, I'm sick. I got sick brain. Anyways, let's talk about Christian Pache playing left field because I got some thoughts about why. Uh, and I think that they're right. Honestly, I wrote about it over at Inside the A's. So uh, definitely check out that site because there's A's news insight and analysis. And uh, whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. But uh, Mark Cate said that... Uh, this is after the game, after he watched 
uh, Christian Pache in left field. He said, quote, I think if that role exists on the club, if he's going to be a part of that rotation in the outfield, I think it's good for him to see a different view from left field, end quote. He told that to Matt Kawahara of the San Francisco Chronicle. And uh, yeah, sure, I, I get if he's good, if he's going to be on the team, he's going to be on the team, Mark. You, you already kind of tipped your hands on that one with all the roster construction talk and, uh, you know, telling us that he's out of options. And, you know, I don't know. Huh? Is he going to make the team? Yes, he is, Mark. Uh, so there's that. So, yeah, getting him in the left field is weird um, for for some people because he's the best center fielder on the team. And Katsai said that, uh, you know, Ruiz and Pache are both very good center fielders, but uh, Christian Pache is a, an otherworldly, uh, I think that that's fair to say, otherworldly center fielder. And uh, Ruiz has been playing there for about four years. So, and this is like the fourth year of that plan after converting from second base. Um, so there's that. I, I, I don't know that uh, they're, they're like comparable defensively, uh, but I think that this all boils down to roster construction, which is something that Marcos has been saying, uh, and the platoon with Seth Brown. That's all that this is revolving around because you got... Uh, you got your platoon with Seth Brown, as I've been saying, and as it seems to be coming around, it, it seems as though that's what's going to happen again this season because uh, he was bad last year against lefties. Uh, he was 40% below league average against lefties, 29% above league average against righties. So you want him in there against righties, but you want to keep him away from the lefties. So who can platoon with him? Uh, I, I floated the idea of Christian Pache a while ago because he was only 23% below league average against right or lefties. And uh, so if you want to keep Christian Pache on the team, that's one way to do it, is working in a platoon situation in the lineup with him. Uh, I had him going over to center field when he was in the game and having Ruiz slide over to left field when Pache was in the game. But if that is... If that is what they're doing with the lineup with Pache and Brown switching off between lefties and righties, um, then I think that the reason that you would have Pache just go to left field instead of center field is because they don't want Ruiz to have to keep going back and forth depending on what the platoon over in left field is doing. I think that that's they're trying to take something off of Ruiz's plates because he already struggled at the major league level. He hit 171 with like a 194 on base last year in like 36 at-bats. 36 plate appearances. Uh, so not a lot of sample size, but you know he's going to be trying to you know push himself and do well at the plate to really uh, cement his, his name in the big leagues with the Oakland A's. And uh, by not having him go back and forth and try to learn two different spots in the outfield, because uh, he's still not great at it. Uh, I mean, he, he's... He's fine, but he's not like Christian Pache in center field. So that's what I meant by not great. Uh, but it, you want him to just focus on one position, focus on the bat. That's all you want to just, they're, they're trying to limit the noise for Ruiz. I think that that's what's going on here. And Pache, uh, he is so, so good in center field. And I feel like uh, he could just play left field with his eyes closed and uh, you know, he could do it in his sleep probably. And uh, that's going to come in handy because then he'll be well-rested for those at-bats and he's going to be hitting 300 because he's he's just over there asleep in left field uh, because he's just so good. So that's my thoughts um, is they're just trying to limit the, the stuff that Ruiz has to deal with at the big league level as he gets his feet under him. And then once his feet get under him, maybe they, they can switch him back and forth all they want to. 
uh, and get Pache into the, the lineup that way and just have him play center field. But I think initially it makes a lot of sense. It, you want to have guys have success and then you can start to tinker with things from there, but you need to have them have the success first. And so that's what they're doing. They're trying to set Ruiz up for success and uh, it's, it's not a bad play if we're being honest. So uh, they, they didn't do it with Pache and uh, now he's out of options and I don't know, not going to make the team according to people sometimes. Uh, I've said that he's going to make the team the entire time. So uh Subscribe to the podcast, I guess. Uh, but anyways, that is all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making the Locked On A's your first listen. Now, for your second lesson, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, that's it for me today, guys. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans, and I'll talk with you tomorrow.